Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Barron. And if you've gotten this far, smash that subscribe button. I appreciate the heck out of you. Harrison underscore Barron on Instagram. Brutally Honest Podcast on Instagram. Brutally Honest Podcast pretty much everywhere. But that's where it is. Shameless plug. If you listen to the podcast regularly and you want to support the show, Patreon, for a small donation per month, you can help support the show. What does that money go to? It helps going into advertising. It helps to go to new equipment. It's still very new, but if you take the time out of your day to go on there, you could literally do it for as cheap as a dollar a month. And if you want to be a baller, you could do like 20 bucks a month. I'd appreciate the heck out of you even more. But that's pretty much it for that. Subscribe. I do appreciate it. Website's up where you can go on there. You can find all the episodes, everything good that you need to know about the podcast. And... That's pretty much all I got to tell you guys right now. But this show is sponsored by Dream Dance Fitness, your local spot to get in shape. So what does that mean? Dream Dance Fitness is located over in East Meadow, Long Island, New York. So if you're local, this is the spot that you got to go to. And what do they have? They have a bunch of different things. They got Zumba. They got yoga. They got sculpting. And not the sculpting like you're you're carving up a statue here, you know, you know uh, Michelangelo. I think he was a sculptor. This isn't the Renaissance era. It's body sculpting. All right, pole dancing, aerial hoops, handstands. God, I can't do a handstand. Dance fusion, whatever those things are. Flexibility, all about the flexibility. I'm big into yoga. Uh, little does anybody know. I firmly believe stretching is really good for you, but. Go check them out. Michelle and Natasha, they've been on the show before. They are um, the two owners. They have a bunch of instructors that teach a variety of different classes. And I only labeled a couple of the classes. You can schedule online. They got everything from a monthly package to just certain classes. You know, you could buy a handful of packages if you want to give them away. And if at the end of the day, you're just like, I need everything that they ever have to offer. And I just want to do everything all at once. You can do that. All right. They'll just they'll fit it to you. You can rent the studio for a party, for for uh you know friends only workout. If you're looking to you know if you're looking to learn how to dance and do something, contact them. They will probably teach you how. I shouldn't even say probably. I know they'll teach you how to do it. Uh, I just think probably you know gives you a way out. But you can go there, go check it out. Dream Dance Fitness. Oh, and they have a new website, DreamDanceFitness.com. Even though that was their old website, it just got redone, completely redone. Baron Media Group should have done it, shameless plug. But um, it looks great. It's so much better than their old website. Uh, you can schedule your classes on there. You can go through the whole thing. It really gives you a full breakdown um, of everything that they have to offer. If you're in the East Meadow or near East Meadow area, their address is 386 East East Meadow Avenue, East Meadow, New York, 11554. And their email is info at dreamdancefitness.com. And before anybody goes crazy about this, just so you know, it's an adult dance studio. So what does that mean? There are no kids um, that partake in these classes. I'm not sure if there's like a no kid rule, but it's really geared towards adults and having adults work out. It's not like your kids are going to go to dance competitions. It's all about really getting uh, into fitness and, and health and being a better version of you. So that is my first sponsor. Huge thank you to them. My second sponsor is Agile Dragon Consulting. So is your data agile? You're investing uh, time and money in your business to collect the right data, but are you really getting the most out of it? And this is something, if anyone doesn't know from earlier podcasts, I've stressed multiple times in the past um, about data, 
but using your data and your analytics to meet your business's needs is something they really focus on. And I used to talk about data and protecting your data in the past, and now Agile Dragon Consulting is really giving you a streamlined um, look at your data and making sure that it's being tackled appropriately, it's being used for your business appropriately, um, because businesses are, are changing always, regularly. They're constantly moving the whole nine, and a lot of them have all of this data, especially if you're a web-based business or you have you do a lot of business on your website, um, even inside your business. You're getting all of this data, especially larger businesses. You know what kind of what are your customers looking at? Are you leveraging it to to make better um, strategic decisions as your business? Well, Agile Dragon Consulting has your business in mind. Um, they're going to not only help you manage your data, but they're going to help you utilize your data effectively. So that way, not only can you start to come out with better products or better offerings for your customers, but it just gives you so much more insight on, on what your customers are looking for and what you can do with your data to help it work for you. If you work for all the data, why not have it work for you once in a while? So that's, that's what they do. Agile Dragon Consulting. Go check them out. Uh, the website is agiledragonconsulting.com. That is A-G-I-L-E. I have to spell it because I don't want anyone to mess it up. A-G-I-L-E, dragonconsulting.com. And they're going to go through and they're going to do all that stuff. So go check it out if you haven't already. I, I'm a firm, firm believer. Everybody knows that I come from a technology background. It's super, super important. And that's pretty much it, guys. That's all my sponsorships for this show with my guest today is a personal friend of mine and business friend of mine. Her name is Elise Margolin, and she is a award-winning photographer. She absolutely kills it. She does. Uh, she primarily focuses on landscape, but she does also do um personal for like people photography. I don't know what that's called. People photography, person photography. It probably says it in the podcast. I just can't remember because it's super late at night when I'm doing this, but. She's going to be the person that go that you go to for some amazing, amazing photos, and she shares some crazy stories about travel and doing and moving all around um, the country uh, to go get these photos for whomever is hiring her. It's it's definitely a bizarre lifestyle, and she shares a pretty amazing story. So I don't want to drag this on too much longer because we've already been going for six minutes and forty five seconds. I hope you guys really enjoy the show just as much as I do. All right, subscribe, listen to the show. Please welcome my guest, Elise Margolin. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I know we're both a little under the weather here, so I apologize to the podcast listeners i can't <laughs> kick whatever i've had this suck i've i've had it for two months now oh that's a long time i i haven't had it for two months uh second round of antibiotics oh no maybe no. i'm dying Th- that that's an issue you didn't tell me that i i just you know had that like winter kind of cold like ugh. oh god and it's just getting colder and colder i think you know maybe it's because yeah, everyone's just like you know sneezing and like everyone's like in stores and gross i don't know it's not i'm not a fan at all. Ooh, tomorrow's supposed to be 50 degrees, though. Heat wave. 
I'll take it. I'll take it. Every day is a beach day. I'm trying to go ride the motorcycle. Actually, one of my neighbor, who's a big Harley rider, uh, I saw him not last night, the night before that, and he's like, dude, tomorrow it's going to be 53 degrees. Let's go for a ride. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And I like I didn't even leave my house yet. And I was like, dude, are we going for a ride today? He's like, dude, I can't even keep my car on the road. It's so windy. And I was like, oh. guess we're not going for a ride today. That makes me really sad. Go to the beach. Big waves. Oh, yeah. If you're a surfer. <laughs> I'm not a surfer. No, I'm not a surfer, but I feel like it'd be cool, but I'm not a fan of the cold. I would want to be a surfer in like Florida or like somewhere that's just warmer than here all I, the I'm time. I'm a people watcher, so I uh, watch. You so, watch. Every day is a beach day, though. I like the beach, so I just watch. Beach is a good, good, good place. It's always a good shot, though, too. You know. Oh, for pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You get those cold, those clear sunsets, though. Oh, those sunsets are killer. Yeah, winter though. Winter. You, winter gives you those great ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Summer, no, so, not so much? Oh, of course in the summer, but like when you have that humidity in New York, it's like hazy. Yes. And like, yes. Biggest challenge that I've realized, especially with the drone, because humidity it's... goes up high mm-hmm. and uh, definitely messes with it a good bit. Yeah. And getting a good day to, to like video or photograph, like at least you could shoot in the wind. I can't shoot in the wind. Yeah. So um, the colder... The air, the clearer it is. Yes, no so, humidity. Right. You can see for miles with that thing. It's freaky. Yeah. So uh, having spent the last 15 years in New York City, I would often like, you know, see the cityscape and coming over the bridges and stuff on sure. the coldest days. Sure. Uh, coming home from work and clear stuff. Clear as could be, though. Clear as could be. So that's where I was like, oh, so you just freeze, but it would be worth that winning shot. <laughs> Did you like living in New York City? Uh, you know, this. <laughs> I liked it to a point. You know, to live in New York City, you have to be either really young or very, very rich. I'm neither of which now, but I was at one point very young. I was never very rich, but I was very young when I first moved there. So I didn't care about, you know, the dirt and the subway and carrying all my shit everywhere all the time. Yeah. Like, every pocket and your bag is like your locker. You yeah, know, you have all your stuff on you all day long. Like that would drive me nuts. 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 Like I could never <laughs> deal with that. Like I keep everything in my car, but like yeah. if I'm going bare bones, keys, maybe a phone. backpack and just yeah, keys, wallet, phone. Keys, that's wallet. it. But you can't do that in New York City because it's like you leave for the day and you're like, all right, well I gotta. I have you're going all day. Yeah, you have a keys, wallet, phone, and now I might need my laptop later, and then I have my iPod for this, and then I have to have this book for this meeting later, and I, sure. well, I'm a girl, so now I have to have, you know, all my makeup, because I'm going to have to freshen up at some point, and then you just, now I need, like, luggage. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could never, I could never, ever, you know, uh, my buddy John is always telling me, he's like, dude, you know, you got to live in the city for a little while. I'm like, John, I, I you know, and I, t- and I have a couple <laughs> friends that are, like, super big advocates, and I'm like, I will literally die happy not living in New York City. I'm, it's not something I'm opposed to, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a three-month clip in the spring or in the fall, and that's it. Oh, it's yeah. not too hot, oh, not too yeah. cold. Like That's the thing. Sublet, yeah. three months, call it a day. <laughs> yes. You know. Because that's it. Everyone moves in, and it's <laughs> summer, and it's, like, so nice, and you're walking around, and the trees are green, and everything's all nice. And then, you know, then August really comes, and it's so hot. And it's like, ew, it smells. It's disgusting. It's garbage. And it's so hot. And, you, you, and you're and rubbing against people oh, all day. So and they're gross. sweaty and gross. And you're waiting on the train platform. And you're like, oh, oh, great. I'm going to get a seat because this car is empty. And the door's open. And then before you realize, Flooded. those doors shut. And it's like, 
this is why this car is empty because there's no air conditioning. And yeah. it's like, oh, 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 I'm going to die. Oh, my God. And then it's like now you're just gasping for air until the next stop. I have, I have another good buddy out. of mine. And he's like, dude, living in the city is not that bad. I'm like, why is it not that bad? He's like, dude, my apartment is like a five-minute walk away from the subway. And then the subway is like a two-minute walk away from my office building. I'm like, cool. So ironically enough, one time I met up with him while he was leaving work. And I was like, yeah, you know, let's shoot to, you know, your house. So, okay. so Or his apartment. So we hop on the train. Literally, if you do not book it to the train... Like there's one time there's the the first one at like the four whatever time he got out of work, like it gives him enough time to get out of the building and onto the train with like seconds to spare. Oh yeah, and that train isn't heavily packed, so we miss that one. We get on the next one. I feel like a sar literally a sardine inside this thing, and I don't know what the train before that looked like, so I couldn't say. But he, he said it's much. There's usually a lot less people, but then. We get on the train, pack like a sardine. I have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of hardware on me because, you know, I just walk around with stuff like that. Between computers, cameras, de- you know, maybe not the drone with me at the time, but, uh, you know, files, this, that, and the other thing. There's usually a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff in, in my backpack at any given time. And then we then we get to his apartment, and then we got to walk. And he's like, five minutes. It was like a 15-minute walk to get to his apartment. Sounds about right. It's cold already. Like, I'm... <laughs> So now now you're like walking so far, you're getting hot walking, then you get to the apartment, then you're hot inside the already warm apartment. And then you get in, you're like, Oh, this is a nice six hundred square foot apartment. Oh, that's that's really big. I mean mine was maybe in the four hundred range of oh my studio God. apartments and then uh it was walk up. So after I walked all the way from the train to my apartment, I didn't have to like walk up <laughs> another three flights of stairs to get oh my to my God. 400 square foot apartment, and you're sweating, and then you just drop your bags from the day and have to like take off all the layers that you're wearing to make it through to get you know just down to like a good temperature. Yeah, I don't know how like. big his apartment is, but I would guess it's probably like 600 to 800 square feet. Yeah, but it was like. It's an experience. He's like, yeah, it's not that bad. And I was like, not that bad, dude. I walk, th- I walk 20 feet to my car. I get in. <laughs> I'm going to get auto start soon, so it'll already be warm. Oh, I drive yeah. three minutes to my office. I don't hit. I stop at two stop oh, signs. Man. I hit no traffic. Even if I do hit traffic, I could reroute and go around. It still takes me one more minute. Yeah, I used to. Um, I have a parking spot across from my door. It was terrible. Like, I would have to, you know, walk about, you know, I would use the, uh, the steps tracker sure. on the phone when that came out. And I'm like, wow, I just left my apartment and I, I got my coffee and I walked to the train. Simple uh, enough. Sure. Half sure. a mile. Yep. Already half a mile. And now I'm standing on the platform of the train and I'm like, it's cold. If it's cold, sure. you're under the ground. So you're just like nestled in your coat yep. and you're just like, <laughs> you know, trying to keep warm. And then the train comes and I would leave early in the morning. So it would be a little empty on my train on the way to work. Sure. And then I'd get out of the train, and then I'd have to walk another, I don't know, about almost a mile to to my job. Yeah, and I'm not lazy, but I just trust the imagination. But like, in the in the summer, in the winter, there's no shot I want to do any of that. Or when it is torrentially raining and windy, and you can't use an umbrella, and then you have to get to work, and you're just soaked. See, like my 15 feet. Right. Even so, in torrential rain, doesn't suck that <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, it, it really also fucks with your wardrobe because, like, what can I wear? 
that will tolerate, you know, these, yeah. these conditions. And I'm also not that tall. Sure. And it snows. You step foot off the curb. I'm knee, I'm knee deep in snow. Yeah, so you have to learn, like, you have to I'm not to walk, interested in any of that. Yeah, halfway down the block. I can't cross out the corner. And, it, yeah, so you have to be either really young or really rich to be able to afford transportation that's not the train, like a driver. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> a uh, driver, a doorman, sure. and, and that's it. Yeah, I'm not a... Uh, no no desire for no. that when lifestyle. I was like 24. I was like, this is so great. Nothing matters. That's what I feel like, dude, you, it's amazing. You, you know, you're going to love living in the city. There's so much to do. And I'm like, yeah. like what? And they're like, dude, there's so many bars to go to. I'm like, dude, have you heard of Patchog? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, why? And I'm like, I literally live eight minutes away from there. Like, it cost me 11 to $12 to get to and from Patchog. Yeah. Or to and then home from but usually I can hitch a ride there, and if somebody's leaving around the corner, I don't mind walking from their house home. One, two, drinks aren't twenty dollars; they're like yeah, normal priced. Yeah, really expensive. And three, I don't always have to go, and if I don't want to go and I want to go do something else, I can just do not drive in that area. Yeah, Manhattan is uh, it's it's definitely it's something, it's something to experience, I would say. But uh, I gave it a really long run. And then I had to reevaluate my life. And I was like, do I need this anymore? And now you do photography. Yeah. And the answer was, no, I don't need any sure. of this because I pay for it. But I don't leave this 400 square foot apartment because I don't want to do any of those things sure. that we just discussed. It is cool, though. There is a lot of stuff to do in like New York. Like if you wanted to go find glass blowing, you can find it. If you wanted to go do like pottery, like it can't be that far away. Oh, yeah. And I've done all I've seen all those things. I've gone to pottery Like that's classes. the one thing I'm jealous of. Like if you want to do glass blowing, there's like nowhere around here. Like you got to go at least to like. Holtzville, which is like 15 minutes away, or like pottery. Good luck finding that. Like there is. Yeah, I had that on my corner. There was a pottery place. Yeah, you could take a class, or you can just go in and do whatever you want. Like a but creative it, studio. Yeah, but yeah. you also, you know, and you find your niche. And you know, my neighborhood have had like really nice neighborhoody things. Sure. But it cost Where'd me twenty five hundred dollars a month to live in Hell's Kitchen. Oh my God. For a four hundred square feet. Apartment. Apartment that I didn't go anywhere else God, because damn. it was cold and windy and rainy and snowy. So, you know. What is the math on that? I don't. For, I don't do numbers. I'm so bad. That's why I had to leave. I was like, uh, it's a lot. Divided by. Divided by. You're still doing that math? $6.25 a square foot per month. Well, that doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> no, but you gotta multiply by four hundred. Oh well, then that sounds bad. That's for one square foot, like one oh, floor one. tile of space per month. Oh, then that does sound bad. Yeah, so that's why I never left it, just to go to work. So then you can't enjoy anything else in the city because you don't have any money left over. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's the other thing that I could never live in, like New York City. About like it's expensive. Yeah, like, goddamn expensive. <laughs> they opened up a Target. It was interesting. They opened up Target in New York City, and I, I checked it out, having already lived back here. Sure. And I was like, well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to look at the products that I, I buy Target, and I'm going to see what the prices are. And the Target in New York City, the prices were $2 more. For everything. On those pro on the products that I checked. I, sure. I guess everything. So I checked the two products that I bought at Target in the suburbs, in Suffolk County versus Manhattan, those mm. products are $2 more at Target in Manhattan. So I guess... That's how they make up that's, for... That's it. But 
I guess those products are two dollars less uh-huh. in Target in Manhattan than they are at, at other places. Sure, sure. But it's just crazy because people were like Target, like saving so much money. <laughs> yeah, and it's still even more. You know, and it was still more than the suburbs. But you, I mean, the the price per square foot is so like even stuff down like well, I just went down south to to North Carolina. And I'm sure people that listen to the show are probably like, we get it. You went to North Carolina, but <laughs> um. You know, I just, I filled up right before I left for two twenty five a gallon. Mm. Like, I just filled up for two forty nine. Uh, I just filled up last night for two twenty five a gallon. Costco gas, baby. Costco Ballin. gas. Two twenty five a gallon. You gotta swipe your card. Do you have to have like a Membership? like a Yukon for that. Like, I don't know if my can my Civic get Costco gas because it's not like a you know Anybody warehouse size car. You just need a yeah, <laughs> uh, you just need a Costco card. Oh, all right. Two twenty-five a gallon. Uh, I, I was know, like, God oh, damn! I didn't even know Costco gas. There's one. Yeah, they just they just put it in like the other week, like officially opened. Uh, the one right have... here in uh, Bohemia. I think uh, that's Bohemia. I don't, I don't know I don't about get all. Get down to these parts that often. I, I'm on the north yeah, shore. Well, if you didn't fill up yet, might not be a bad idea. I just filled up at two forty-nine. It's that listening skill. I know. I know. Well, some people do just as like, <laughs> if you drive a fuel efficient car i'm like oh i just filled up like that could be last week but if you drive a non-fuel efficient car i could be like i just filled up and that could be yesterday i do i i do drive i mean i say it's fuel efficient because it is a civic and it's stick shift so i made it fuel efficient oh that's a home run run. that's where it is um how do you like this the civic stick shift because i have an accord oh automatic um automatic is generally the way to go but uh stick is uh it's more fun it is more cost effective and uh it is fun do you have the eco button though yeah oh man so you're killing it killing it killing it but when there's traffic what do you get miles per gallon wise this is nothing to do with photography um, but i love it i want to say like 20 it could be like 28 on the highway yeah oh i'm beating you so i just made that up i just Uh, made that up uh i got (laughs) I just made it up. On the way down, 36, and then on the way back, 34 miles a gallon. I will have to get back to you on that because I just made it up. I'd be very curious. But whenever I fill it up, there's over like 300-something on my tank. Now, now your Civic fits all your camera gear? That is like the biggest question. People think that my trunk is like Mary Poppins' purse. Because no. they're just like, all this stuff comes out. They're like, tripods come out of there. Sure. They're like, prop boxes come out of there. They did a photography, the photography industry did a very good job at making things compact. Like, yes. they think about a lot of stuff as far as like, yeah. for people like you, the hustler who's like, let me, I am a hustler. I'll bring your studio to you. I'll bring my studio to you and pack it all up. I know. We did have that conversation and then. Since having that conversation, I do think that more people should send their products to me. That is definitely the way to go. Um, I say that for for a couple of reasons. So, like, I have people that send me products too to like take take like photographs of like super simple photographs. Mm-hmm. They just don't have like a nice enough camera to to get like the resolution they want. Yeah. And there's a couple different things. One, you kind of especially for me because I get to learn about the product and like touch it and feel it and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I'm gonna be accompanying that with like website or social media and stuff like that it gives me a lot more to talk about than just a photograph that i only got to see a couple times yeah two a lot of times they let me keep whatever they send me not saying cool uh not saying i always want to keep it but like (laughs) if they do send me something 
tip or if it's like a product of theirs they'll send it and say you know hey keep this as long as it's not their child for a holiday for no yeah don't send kids <laughs> don't i don't even want the kids no, i don't, don't even want the kids send near me, me. <laughs> don't send me that we'll not do child no. photography or no. any any photography like that no um don't and if you're gonna that. put them in a box make sure you put leaf put holes, holes in there a <laughs> little bit of water food uh but uh yeah they you know they let you they let you keep that kind of stuff or at least at least they it seems like a majority of them let me keep it so that way I could use it for longer terms. It also allows me to revisit, you know, that kind of stuff. Or if they need, they missed a photo, now it's so much easier to just say, let me go bang out another photo of it than haul all my stuff there. You know, yes. that's the other, you know, that's the other thing. As I say, you know, get, get stuff to send, get people to send it to you because now most of the time it's, you know, cost effective. Or if they say, hey, keep it for the, duration of we're going to do business for and then when we're done doing business here's a box and send it back to us that does make a lot more sense um because the traffic on this island awful is horrendous i have to go to nassau county after this and i am i'm totally okay with going to nassau county it's the leaving that meeting it's the leaving like i was in queens last week i think uh i think we chatted and uh I had to do some product photography, and it was parking in Queens, and then yep. and going there was great. But then, you know, you get to Queens at noon. Do you charge people for parking? I, I parked for free. Oh, okay. I, you know, I parked, I found a spot, but it's like you have to plan your appointment by the day and the time and the alternate side and the what's best for, like, where their store is. And, and then it's like, all right, so now I just worked for you from 12 to 3. Well, you leave Queens at 3. You're getting home at 7. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, especially out here. Oh yeah. You know, I'll be leaving Hicksville hopefully like three, three thirty, and then Don't I'll be get po- here at five. Yeah, I'll be hitting rush hour. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get a bunch of things done while I'm out there. That's yeah. like the that's always my goal is to Multitask. just Yeah. If I'm going to if if mainly just for like um rush hour times. Yeah. If I'm going out there for rush hour times, like I would much rather try to find something to do that's semi-productive for four hours while yep. I'm out there, then sit in traffic for two hours. Oh, absolutely. Like, sometimes, I, you know, a lot of my friends live in Queens, so I'll, like, use that as, like, my catch-up time. Sure. You know, be like, listen, there's traffic, so let's just get up some dinner. Yep. And then yep. I'll just hit the road. I'd rather, you know, leave Queens at, like, 7.30. Sure, sure. Yeah. And just make it, like, um, straight shot. Because you can make it home from Queens in a half an hour. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where I lived. Yeah, it's still not even too bad from here. No, you know? I can make it just straight 35 minutes, just as long as you're moving. Sure. You know? Just got to move. You just got to move. Just put that music on or a great podcast. Sure. Brutally you know? Honest podcast. <laughs> if, you're, you know? if you're not subscribed, you should definitely subscribe already. You should definitely subscribe. And then um, it just keeps you going. You're sure. in your flow. And then it's no big deal. But it's and then stop and go and a stick shift. <sighs> yep. Yep. No, it's just it's not it's super hard to anything. So you know. it's super super hard in that regard. Um, but it's not the subway. I what what <laughs> blow? Oh yeah, I don't even mind the LIRR all that much. You know, even though it does break down and stuff it like does that. Break down. At least I feel like I'm. You know, the nice my favorite thing about the railroad, even though I still hate the railroad, is because I'm not in control. I can do anything else I want. Like I can watch videos on my oh. phone. I can do. I can you know read a book. I can listen to podcasts. I can play video games on my phone when you're driving. You can't do no, most of those no, things. No, you can't do any of those things. So you, yeah. you do. You are given the gift of time when yes. you're on the train. Yes. Um, but 
as a photographer, I often, like you said, I carry a lot of equipment. I yep. have all this stuff. Then you got to worry about it on the train. I can't, and like, I, I need keeping an I eye on it. You can't fall asleep. It. I can't fall asleep. I don't even have enough hands because, yep. like, sometimes I got to go back and forth to the car, like a tripod. I, I can't do it on the train. Um, that you know, that's my only thing with the train. But I'm, t- and that's why I'm okay with driving with the train once in a while. Yes. I could yes. never do the day to day grind. Like the amount of people that commute to New York City from Long Island. Or even like Nassau County or Queens from Long Island is like mind blowing. Well, in my my last uh, career, there were a lot of people that did that drive. You know, those snow days, they just were like, no, not coming in. Not doing it. Just not driving. What does the school do if like too many teachers just call out for stuff like that? We would uh, uh, make an educational sound decision called uh, movie. Uh, (laughs) Movie time, guys. And uh, combined classes. Oh, really? When the city... Because all the Long Island schools would be closed. Yeah, yeah, So all the city teachers would have to, like, you know... Take care of their kids it. anyway. So And, like, come in to work because we would be open. So, you know, I would take the train. I would, You know, and you could come in, like, casual. Like, my principal was always pretty cool back in the day with the first principal I had. Come in. She's like, as long as you come in. Sure. Like, put Just your hoodie move on. This, move this down a little bit. Put your hoodie on and, like, put your jeans on. That's fine. Boots. Mm-hmm. And we would combine classes. And okay. she'd be like, just... just just however we could, you know, you were just watching them. We weren't instructing them. It was sure, like sure. literally watching them because we didn't have enough teachers. Yeah. So it was just, you know. Is there still a teacher shortage in like New York City? Um, I think there's a shortage of sanity and like patience, but I, I don't think there's a shortage. Mm, okay. I, I, there's. Now, why do you like, say sanity and patience? I don't think anyone like wants to really do it. Um, I think there's a lot of people that do it because they need a paycheck it's sad i think there's a lot of people that were like me that were like this isn't right (laughs) you know they didn't feel like it was in the right place sure you know like i love the kids i loved working with the kids but there was just too many other factors that take away from that sure and they take away from what everyone went into it for gotcha yeah Yeah. because then you you originally go into it to teach kids and then after a while it It doesn't become about that and it's like, hmm, you know? And now it's like, uh, I am happier, but I still, obviously, I'm in touch with people that are just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you got out. You know, this is what I, this is all I can do, you know? You have this other skill. You were able to do that, but I have kids and a mortgage. and I, I know, hate I excuses more than anything. And that's what it was. And I was like, well, you know, everyone's got to make a choice. Sure. You know, so I did what I had to do for me. Obviously, I had sacrifices. Sacrifices sure. had to be made. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's no way that you could do it otherwise. No. Um, you know, I work myself to the ground now, but <laughs> yeah. it's a different kind of work. You know, and that's that's the one thing I always think about, too, is like with teachers and stuff like that. Like, I totally understand, like, you have a large responsibility. There's a lot of work that goes on outside of the classroom, but you still have a lot of free time. Like, you get the no. whole summer off. Not really. There's not a lot of free time anymore. There is no free time. Really? There's no free time because everything that you're required to do uh-huh. takes up all that free time. Like, my day never ended when I got home. Like, there was always a million and one things that I needed to be doing. Like, the amount of things that you have to accomplish in a day can't get done in the work day. Sure. And then you're not compensated for it uh-huh. on that, like, on your, like, I would leave to go home because I was like, I'm not going to stay at school to do this. I'm going to do this on my own time because I'd rather do it on the couch in my pajamas. Sure. Why not? But it meant that I couldn't be out enjoying my life with my friends and family. 
But when other teachers say to you, like, oh, you were able to, like, get this other skill, do you look at them and say, you just didn't want it bad enough? Or do you look at them and, and say, you know... You can make a change. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can do something else. You know, if, if anyone can make a change, if everyone... Anyone that's not happy in any situation, whether it's like job, relationship, life, sure, it's up to you to make a change. Absolutely. You can sit around and be miserable, make excuses, uh-huh. or you can make a change. Yeah. And there's people that are going to make a change, and then there's the people that are going to be miserable. Yeah. You know, misery loves company, and people love to like, you know, just play the victim role. Play the victim role yep. and rant. So, I just chose to to make a better decision for myself. You know. Yeah, do what I leap, have to. the leap of faith is the hardest thing, you know. That was one of the hardest days. Like it was like you know you wake up the next day and it's like, did this happen yesterday? Oh like, yeah. Like I didn't oh, set my alarm yeah. last night, and I what do I do now? Uh huh. You know, like and that's, I gotta pick up pieces. And... That's the hardest thing that I had to yeah. deal with was like, I quit, and then after like because I built my entire office. Like this is that, a cool office. That, this is a cool office than I do. Uh, that wall existed. Half of that wall existed. This wall existed, but like that wall's new, the ceiling's new, all the paint, um, you know, it all had to go up carpet, the whole nine. That little room that you walk through, that was new. Um, Thanks. So, takes time. You know, once that was all built, and like I had my computer ready, I was like, well, like, what do I do? What do I do now? Like, yeah, what do I do now? Yeah, I built this, but like, you know, it's so hard to go from like. Forcing yourself to say, you know, oh, what do I have to do for the company every day? Right. You know, oh, there's somebody <laughs> telling me what I need to do yeah. or like guiding me in the right direction. And yeah, you got to make your own schedule. And yep. it's like, who should I meet with today or what calls should I make? Yeah, right? what's going to be beneficial to the business and what's going to be beneficial to my happiness? Yeah, you know? you know, who should I meet with? Where should I network? You know, what what is networking? You know, coming yep. from education and then going into this. And people are like, oh, so a photographer. So you're a wedding photographer? <laughs> you know? like, yep. So you shoot weddings? And I'm like, mm, not really. Not really. You know, and it's it's interesting, like with social media and like there's so many outlets and ways for a photographer to be successful. Sure. And it's like a different world. You know, so much more Social modern. media is, like, the greatest thing for, like, oh. photographers. Like, oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. It is great, the only, you know? But now here's the catch. Because it's so good for photographers, everybody figured that shit out real quick. And there is – you could spend literally days looking at other people's photography work or just finding new photographers. It's that easy to find it's, them. Right. So it's, like, you got to really just make yourself, like – stand out sure and you got to find your niche and you got to like you know because every everyone has a phone in their pocket yep. everyone has a phone in their pocket so it's like you got to really like make yourself stand out and you gotta you gotta hustle sure you know because and you're a, a photographer like you can't put garbage up like people no. expect a high quality yeah you know i don't want to say product because you're not necessarily providing a product but you know they don't exp- if they see garbage it's it's no you, bueno. It's you can't bueno. have that, especially if that's your reputation. Right. So I'm very much, you know, selective. And it's like, but, ev- and then people, you know, like, wow, people say, like, you know, what inspires you? I'm like, every every day, if my eyes are open, you know, my yep. eyes are open, I'm inspired. Yep. You know, because there could be a shot anywhere. Anything. My big thing is just, you know. Just go out and shoot. Just it. Just ha- have like camera. being it. My big thing is just doing whatever I want all the time. Like. People are like, what oh, do you yeah. do all day? I'm like, I work all day. They're like, well, what do you do for fun? I'm like, whatever I want to do for fun. <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, if I 
want to play hooky and not work today and go ride a motorcycle all day during the summertime and stuff like that, I go do that. Yeah. You know, if I want to go hang out with friends in the middle of the day because I have friends around, I go do that. doesn't mean my work's not going to get done. Right. I just right. have that ability of working tonight yes. as opposed to during the day. Or like, okay, if I need to take the day off or or travel or something like that, I could just go do that and I don't have to worry about – Oh, did I put it in my time early enough? Is the company have enough notice? <laughs> like, yeah, no. And but on the flip side of things, like if shit goes awry while I'm not in the office or not readily available, you know, via phone, you know, stuff could go sideways pretty quick. So I live, oh, you know. I think the biggest change from teaching to this, to just from teaching to being your own boss, um, I can pee whenever I want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can as a teacher. Can in the restaurant. I, I'm a bartender as well. Yeah. Uh, been doing it now for like seven years and half because yeah. I love it. Actually, mostly now because I love it because uh, the money's not really all that worth it at this point. But that and I could take as long as I want to eat my lunch. Yes. It used to be an option. It was like, you have 40 minutes. You better use it wisely. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I go to lunch with friends that are on their lunch break. And they're like, I got to go. And I'm like, why? They're like, because I got to get back to the office. I only have a couple more minutes left. And I'm like, dude, we were going to be done in five minutes anyway. It doesn't matter. But it's on the clock. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. Not being able to leave this area. You will sign out. Like, they have to know where you are at all times. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like. Yeah. It's (sighs) like you really are on someone else's watch. Yep. And I get it. Like. Amazon just implemented that thing where they're going to keep track of like the employees and where they're going. Oh, it's a whole big thing where they track where you are in the building and stuff like that. <laughs> so that way, if you're like, because if you're in certain areas, you're there's no way that you could be productive. They're paying you to do a job. I totally understand. Oh, of course, everyone has. Everyone should work. Like I, I think that everyone works. Everyone should work, and I think that everyone should know how they work the most effectively. I just know like that I can work effectively you know I can work from 6 to 10 at night you know focused listening to music editing photos at my desk you know not answering the phone and just being very very you know structured little sidebar for anybody listening to this if you could figure out how you're productive and you could tell your employer when and how you are the most productive (laughs) most of the time they will more than likely be willing to change your hours or yeah. compensation or things like if you're like hey dude like this might sound crazy but i'm i'm literally not productive till three o'clock in the afternoon but three to midnight i'm a freak and i'll get a ton of work done they'll yeah. give you mornings like i guarantee they'll give you mornings off and if they see that your productivity is crazy at those times and like you're getting more not only are you getting the same amount of work done that you were already getting but more work done yeah I you're gonna get a lot more flexibility in your job depending I on promise. what your field is but yeah for sure i mean i just know that my productivity is just you know i know when i can work best yep, yep. and it's definitely not at 6 30 in the morning no i'm not a i'm not a morning person either i did a, i did that for a lot of years you know and you know later in the afternoon and you know when most people are maybe winding down i'm, I'm okay yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, fine with me. it's it's definitely very strange in that regard. But uh, I see that all the uh, you know that's the one thing I feel so bad for is like people that are like you know I got oh, I gotta go I gotta go do this or like I gotta go to the you know I gotta go to work I gotta go to work right now right now like I'm like well 
like I was, we were probably going to be done in like 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> we're just going to wait for this bill. I mean, if you, you know, want to just like, yeah, <laughs> like the other day, my, buddy, dash. I mean, I my, buddy works, my one friend works for the FA, so I totally get that. That's a little bit, more yeah, that's very different strict story. But like, you know, most of my friends that, you know, don't work for like these major government agencies, they're like, you know, oh, you know, I got it. I got to go right now. And I'm Gotta like, get that desk. Right. I'm like, but you're you're not going to be productive because you just got there. Like, right. you're going to be rushed. You're going to be stressed. By the time you get there and unwind to get ready to work, right? if you just enjoyed the next 15 minutes, yeah, I you'd just, be more uh, productive. More lot, than likely. Yeah, and I think a lot of my friends are like, you don't even work anymore. And I'm like, that's, that's a nice opinion that you have, you know? Like, yep. I'm still like, I get up and I'm at the gym and uh-huh. then I'm like making my calls and setting my calendar. And then, you know, I'm like, you guys are home doing your thing and i'm still editing i'm making calls i'm yep. like looking at what i have to do and then i go you know i know when my shoots are uh-huh. you know and then sometimes i'm out shooting for six seven hours and uh-huh. then i still have to come home and edit those photos yep. so i could have a 12 hour day one day and then i have like a shorter day like it just yep. depends how it is yep and i could work seven straight days and then you know be off or only work at home to edit and yep. then have another day of shooting or be on the road for like a whole weekend when everyone's like, oh, it's the weekend. Yay. I'm yep. like, that doesn't apply to me anymore. Past couple of weeks I had, because uh, I know you're in business networking, I, I made a goal of mine to meet with every single person in my networking group before the end of the year. That's a great goal. So it was like 20 something meetings in about a month or so. Okay. And literally I would just, I was like a pinball around Long Island just Pinball's a great game. Shoot, yeah. Shooting game. around all over to get all these meetings done. And, like, they were very valuable meetings. Like, I needed to be in them. But it was just, it was so funny because it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally after, like, that week, those, like, two or three weeks that I, like, crammed everything into, like, I got back and I'm like, oh, I get to sit in the office all day, like, and just hang out and, like... I don't want to say relax because I'm still working, but I'm not like, oh my god, I you know, I need to be in this meeting at two o'clock. You know, now I'm that kind of guy, but like, you don't want to waste somebody else's time because, yeah, you know, their time is extremely valuable as well. Yeah, I feel like you know, it was very much old school, like back in the day. This type of like on the go, digital, more nomadic type life just uh-huh. didn't exist. Sure. Uh, and I know, like, my parents' generation, like, that's how we were raised. So it was like you grew up and you went to school and then you went to college, you got a job. Sure. And then you're at your desk all day and then you came home. I'm in, I'm still in, like, the weird part where, like, I'm sure you probably know what Zoom is, the the uh, FaceTime, like, yeah. the webcam meeting tool or whatever. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, we'll just have a Zoom call. And I'm like, I'm like, just a little before, like, the era where that's, like, normal. Yeah. And, like, it's with older people. and they, Like, they've adapted faster than I have. And I'm like, but, like, why don't we meet in person? Yeah. I feel like it's so much <laughs> better. Like, yeah, I know that we're both going to spend some time in a car. And, like, there's definitely a lot of inefficiencies in that way. But, like, the human interaction. Oh, absolutely. Unless I... If you're physically able to be in the same location, like unless you're cross country, or yes, like, you know, then like, I totally then, get it. Then have it. But like, we're talking Long Island here. Like, no, I'm willing to, to meet you 20 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, I'll drive. You know, let's let's take that meeting. But yeah, I hear you. It's it's interesting. I mean, when I had to explain this to my parents, sure. You know, I'm giving up the very secure. You know, oh, but you're still get a pension though, right? Oh yeah, I okay. have it. I mean, it's not going to be the full, but I, I have one. Yeah. I have one of those. Uh, something's better than nothing. <laughs> I got that pension. Check it off. You know? Very important. You know, New York City did set me up nice with that. Oh, that's good. So I have it. Just check it off there. Check it off on the old list. Get job with pension. Okay. You know? Yep. Did that. 
did that, earned a couple, have a couple master's degrees. Couple? I have a couple of those. So, you wow. Know, I have some what do you have master's degrees in? One of them is in uh, secondary education, okay. and the other one is in school building leadership. School, bi- that's a master's degree? Yeah. School. What is school building <laughs> leadership? It's like I could have been the principal. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, would you ever consider going to become a principal somewhere no, else? No. Really? No. You're just done that, with the yeah, school scene? That's just like a stress ball of a job nowadays, especially. Those those jobs are just like, you, you really... It's you too really, easy it's to like, get hold of the principal. Yeah, too. you really should just like have that job, and then you have to come home with like a bottle of wine and just stick a straw in it. Sure. And then it's well, like, so here's the here's really, the flip side. You Do you know, think it's that bad out here? Because at least here, you know, you're not going through the hustle of like boom, boom, like oh my god, I you know I gotta catch on the subway, I gotta sit on the subway, you know. Right, but uh, speaking with like colleagues and of mine that have changed, sure, from uh, city to island and. There's like pay cuts and like percentages and it's political. So um, it's not like what it, it's just, it, well, I think I, I, I think that chapter is finished. Sure. Um, no, not know, a bad I had thing. a great time with the kids. I would love to teach like a photography class, like maybe like an after school program mm-hmm. and like teach the kids like you have this great tool like right there in your pocket and you can use it. Sure. Productively and maybe. Have you ever thought about doing like an online course or like a YouTube or anything like that? I have. I have. Okay. Um, I just, I also do like the in-person. Sure. I do like. Oh, I'm totally for the in-person. Yeah. Like I would love to teach the kids how they can like, they could even learn basic photography, how to shoot manual, um, skills like that. Sure. With apps. Sure. Without getting like. So I'll I'll share with you my experience of my problem that I had. Was I learned everything I needed to learn with from a camera through YouTube. There's a guy I follow called Frono's Photo. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, actually I have. Um, Jared Poland. He lives in Philadelphia. I learned a lot um, of my editing. Uh-huh. A, a recent because of how Lightroom and, and Photoshop upgraded to the cloud-based. Sure. Um, and I hadn't really spent that much time um, in recent years with the software. Sure. And I learned it all online as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I got to the class, and I only took I only took a college course of, of beginner was I think it was yeah. like beginner photography. Same. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, it was something I wanted to do probably for a career at one point, and I realized that you know, thank God I didn't because college going to college for things makes me resent them. Uh-huh. Uh Because you're just forced to like think in you know inside the box. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, college as great as college can be, it forces you or only builds your brain to inside this one box Correct. and opening that box after you've gone through college because you already think you know everything <laughs> is so hard. Yeah. Um, so like I went to this class and I literally like didn't learn anything because I had already known so much. Yeah. I was, it's funny cause I was thinking that I wanted to even now take like these in-person classes and I was like looking at like you know, non-matriculated classes, even at like Suffolk or sure. NASA. And then I just like was like, you know what? I was like, I think online. Sure. And they were just better. And I found one online and I didn't like it. But I was like, you know what? I think it's just the instructor. Sure. And then I found like a better um, a better class online and it was a better instructor. And he went like at a really nice pace. Sure. And then I was like, this is great. That's the bit. Well, that's, and you that's why I recommended it. the online. Yeah. You could just rewatch. And I have like my, my computer set up and I have like my iPad set up. Sure. So I watch. I always watch it first and then I like rewatch it and then I 
you can like work along so sure. you can watch on one screen and then i can offer editing and, stuff. and like i can like work along that's so, yeah that's my favorite and that's my other favorite thing about like photography especially photography now is like it's you like can very literally, visual you need to be hands-on you can look you can oh i learned this do, do, do. take the photo and do it okay oh need to change this boom take a photo yeah you know oh Oh, this so isn't right. the effect I'm looking for? Okay, what do I need? I need a background that's further away than my image. Okay, let's take this water bottle. Yeah. We'll put that there. We'll take this. Okay, how does it look in this ISO? Eh, how does it look in this ISO? A little bit better. Okay, let's drop it all the way down. Not enough light. Okay, maybe I need to add a little more light. Yep, to the, Like, exactly. all those kinds of things. You know, it's so... We're in the world of instant. Like, you, there, oh, there's totally. no more... You if know. you have the patience, you can literally... I think that... For so many reasons that, like, people are like, oh, you know, there's screen time and, pe- and the kids are using the screen time. But, like, even, like, coming from coming from the classroom and I was so annoyed with the kids and the phones, but, like, a time and a place. I mean, I had girls that their makeup would look so fantastic. And I'd be like, wow, your makeup looks really great today. So natural, great. Like, wow, you're really good at putting on your makeup. And then they would say, I, I learned it on YouTube. Yep. You know, like, if you really sit and give yourself the time, like sure. – just understanding like basic ISO and aperture, sure. just teach yourself. Yep. There's if you a... find the right videos and the right instructors and then you subscribe, you can really learn just so much yep. at any time of day. Any, yeah. You could be I learned late. how to make a podcast on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. You just, you can watch it as many times as you want and you're like, mm, you know, things will come up and it's like, oh wait, this person referenced something and then you're like, but now I want to look that up. Sure. And then you can just go look that up. Sure. And you just make your list. And as long as you keep track of what, you know, it's like really monitoring your own learning. The one thing that I've realized, though, that is kind of hard on YouTube is if one YouTuber doesn't cover every little bit of information you're going to need, finding that additional information is not hard, but you have to do a lot of digging. Like you have to watch a lot of videos to get to like, you know, let's just say uh, how to... I'm just trying to think of, like, camera stuff here. Uh, you know, how to clean your lenses. You know, how to clean and properly store your lenses for, Well, you know. okay, so I'll give you an example. I was looking up, uh, well, I was. I told you I was, like, um, learning the software about doing the virtual tours. Sure. And uh, part of the, being part of the software, uh, they send you out, like, they send you jobs. Uh. And they're like, you know, in order to get these jobs, you're going to have to organize your photos for us in this manner. Sure. And they give you directions straight up, like organize this way and then shoot it this way. Sure. We want it shot this ISO and then we also want it, we want you to shoot with bracketing. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I don't usually bracket my photos. What's bracketing? Because I don't know. There you go. So I'm like, hmm. That's a term that I was like, hmm, bracketing. And they were like, yeah. So real quick. And then it was just literally. A camera setting. Yep. So, but when I YouTubed it, the person had an icon, and I'm a Canon girl. Sure. But it was like real quick because I was like, okay, bracketing, saw what it was quickly, and then I was able to say, all right, so I have a Canon, real quick search, bracketing, Canon, sure. you know, my model number, sure. boom, boom. Done. And then it I was like, right oh. Up. Two so seconds. It just, it just depends on like what reference is made sure. and like how deep you have to go, but. Yeah, yep. certain things will come up, and it's like, oh, do, is this something that like is really involved? Um, and <laughs> the other thing I, I I love too about you know the internet and stuff and how it's really kind of for like changing the world is like you can almost learn things to the point of like knowing whether or not you're gonna like them without actually doing them. Like as crazy as that sounds, like 
Somebody might be like, oh, I'm interested in photography. You could look up like intro to photography videos and there will be a couple dozen, you know, go down like one stream of them. And like by the end of it, you could probably figure out if it's going to be something that you're going to be interested in or not interested in. Oh, and you could also tell the credentials of, of the person. Sure. Because with photography, there's so many people that are like, you can create this, uh, you know, really easily at home just by using and then they like create something that's like not really the best or you can be like all right i'm just gonna buy this you know little accessory or you can realize you don't need this at all yep you know you can see all the different options especially with photography there's so many there's so many things for there's like different lighting and like people are just like you don't need this flash you need this you need these I just learned how to use an ND filter the other day. God bless you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I had no idea. Like, <laughs> even when I was looking up photography stuff and, and I couldn't figure out what, like, an ND filter was, but they're like, it, it makes your video, it makes your photos look so good, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting, you know, but I still had no idea what I was doing. And now that it's funny, because now I fly the drone, so now I have to be very sensitive to light because... Yeah. Um, My lenses have filters, yeah. You know, there's no shadows where you shoot a drone because you're above anything that could create yeah. a shadow even if you're under a cloud okay but like if you look off into the sun sun like the uh the horizon there could be so many you know there could be water reflecting there could be this there could be this so like now now that i now that i fly a drone i'm like oh this is what an nd filter does yeah okay great so now i could really turn tune this down a little bit if it's too bright or you know if i'm shooting clouds because i'm at cloud height sometimes yeah there's like the filters and then there's like the hoods that go on the lenses. not that you should ever be at the cloud height because that's illegal but <laughs> sometimes if you're 2,000 feet away from them which sometimes. is legal uh you know they Just, could blur out or wash out i should say yeah it's like there's all different you know and then some photographers are like you should use this the hood on your lens and then you should you know sometimes if you have a hood and a filter you only need a one and like it's all just a bunch of opinion like there's just trial and error trial and error trial and error. what works best for you yeah and there's a lot of that and then like if something you shoot something and you're just not getting it right but you could it just youtube is 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 it's a very valuable tool i think youtube worth if you use gold. it you know if like anything else if used appropriately you yep. could really you could really learn a lot yep it's uh it's just and and it doesn't even have to be youtube too it could be like Udemy, it could be oh, I use Udemy Skill, a lot. Skillshare, it could be all these different things for a couple dollars for these courses. Udemy is, I love Udemy. A lot Udemy of, lot of stuff, a good lot stuff on of there. good classes there. Good a lot to know. of good classes on Udemy. Um, I took some good GoPro classes on Udemy. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then I took like a, uh, a Photoshop refresher okay. on Udemy. But you can literally learn Photoshop like knowing nothing to knowing a lot on your demi there are some great instructors on there yeah yeah and those are the instructors that are serious you yeah know, it's and not like just... i think i paid like ten dollars yep and it's so worth it and you could just literally just watch it as much as you want you have unlimited access and go at your own pace yep and it's like you are in a class by yourself yep and it's like when you have time to do it you can sit down and say, I'm going to do, you know, two. I have two hours today. I'm going to do two hours. Yep. 
and you can like take notes and you can just do whatever you want and it it's a really i think it's a great way to learn yeah no i agree i agree 100 percent um you know the, the internet's kind of revolutionizing one how we learn like i'm a firm believer in and i've said this multiple times but like you don't need to go to college for everything there is obviously a lot of things that you do need to go to college for. You're yeah. going to be a teacher, uh, you know, <laughs> doctor, lawyer, like things like that. But like, do you really need to go to college now to be a art history major? Like, probably not. I think college gives like a, ba- a good basis just to like, you know, expand your horizons sure. and like give you like stepping stones I agree. To just, you know, expand your knowledge base. Like, I think at that age, you're very young. And, like, who I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yep. You know, I didn't know. So I think college is just like but a stepping stone. But now for stone. the dollars that you're going to spend. But for the dollars you're going to spend. Is it, you know, is it always worth it? You know, people think, people have this, at least this is what I realized. If you can't afford it. Yeah. Then there's definitely other ways that you can learn something and come out very, very successful. Uh, if you're going to, if you're structured enough. I mean, this is, I didn't teach myself. I wasn't able to at 18 because I didn't have the resources. Sure. I mean, am I as regimented as, like, is an 18 year old going to be as regimented as I am? I don't know. Yeah. But could they be? Some of them can, absolutely yeah, are. Absolutely. I don't know, you know, because they're growing up in this digital age, they're used to it. Um, they probably would rather sit in front of a computer. Sure. Uh, you know, my big thing is, you know, high school preps kids so well for like college, 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 college. But it's not for everyone. But but they never tell you that college isn't for everybody, you know? Well, and I feel that way because even before I taught high school, I taught middle school. Sure. And academics is not for everyone. The academic like path is not for everyone. Like, you know, teaching middle school and prepping everyone for high school. Yes, everyone has to go to high school, but... I think the academic path, like some like students probably should have gone in a more vocational direction. Yep. And I think that as a state, New York should really look into getting more vocational type um, middle schools. Sure. Because I think in middle school. Well, middle schools are taking a lot of those like, I don't even want to say vocational, but like they're taking out wood shop. They're yeah. taking out and I think home it's, ec. And I think they out. need to have it because by that, by 14, 15 you know, you have some students that are interested in these other activities, and if you don't spark that interest in them, they don't want to go to high school. Yep. They're like, oh, another four years of reading these books and, and stupid. And stupid. It's not doing anything for mm-hmm. me. I don't have any excitement to want to go to high school. But if you interest them and like, oh, you're really good working with your hands, or you're really into these computers, you're really good at this working with sound and light. Yep. We can get you into this program, and yeah, you have to go to class too, but you're also going to have these... Now you get to have a little fun. You're going to have these classes that are also going to count for something. Yep. And maybe that student would be a lot more excited mm-hmm. to get up in the morning and go to school. Sure. Because I saw it in New York City that these kids had no desire to want to even... Why do I have to go to high school? Uh, another four years? I just barely got through this. Sure. But do you think that other than that, schools could do things differently to like help encourage kids? I think so. I think, I mean, I don't know how it's like out here, but I know in New York, I taught them English. Mm -hmm. And in middle school, they had English three times a day. They had math twice a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, they didn't have anything else. So I wouldn't necessarily. Do schools have gyms there? Like, does every school have a gym in New York City? Yeah, they had it like once a week. 
Yeah, it was really oh bad. Oh, my God. So, you know, and I think that they're such a large majority of the students. Like, it's the largest, that's the largest school system in the country. Yeah. And if we're not, you know, we're not, like, engaging them. Not every student is going to be academic and and really be a reader and a writer and, and, and go that academic path. Doesn't and it's, and it's okay. doesn't creativity either. Right. And it's okay, though, that we're not all going to go that route. Because I could sometimes come in and be like, oh, my, back in the day, like, oh, my, this iPod is not working. And some students could be like, I'll take it apart and put it back together and it will work for you. Mm-hmm. I set up my old teacher's iPod. Mm-hmm. But were they learning that in one of my classes? Or anyone's class? Yeah. No. They probably sat at home and learned it on their own. Sure. But we should be supporting that. Yep. You know, we should be supporting this out-of-the-box thinking. Sure. This is like, you know, because it doesn't mean that this kid's not intelligent. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's not a direction. It means that they're on a different interest path. Yeah. Yeah, school's definitely, you know, you know I'm definitely not a, you know, even though I got through it, I definitely will never excel at school. I will never be... Like, we didn't have a radio station. We didn't have, like these things and they just kind of dangle it as like well there's no money but you know you you spend all this money on other things but we should really be prioritizing like we should really be offering all different types or or getting a more vocational type sure. now because not every kid is, is gonna all be the kids or i mean uh, you can only speak on like what you the kids that you taught but like do you think that those are the kids there because they have to be there? Are the kids there because the parents want to be there? Are they, are like, you know, are they living in New York City because that's where their job is or, like, where they feel forced to be? Or is it, like... I mean, I worked in an area where it was very diverse. Okay. Um, And the first area that I worked in was in Brooklyn. Sure. Um, Bushwick. Okay. Um, Bushwick has really, really changed. Okay. Um, the population of the school when I first got there was like 1,300, and now I think that school's in the in the hundreds. You know? Okay. The neighborhood has really changed. Williamsburg has changed. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of the families um, have either relocated or, you know, there's a lot of neighborhood change. Sure. Um, but I think a lot of the families, like, you know, had, had immigrated here, and this is where they – this is where they set up their, their roots. Sure. Um. I don't know, you know, what's cha- like if they're not moving into that area now, but the people that are moving in don't have children that school age yet sure. of the secondary level. You know, the people that are moving in might just have younger age children. Sure. But, or are sending them to non public. Maybe they're sending them to charter. Maybe they're sending them, you know, to different options. But sure. the public system is definitely changing but it, it needs to change in a, in a different way like we need to do better for our kids we need to engage them with different things not tests and and old school literature so you know, if i if i said best. hey you're gonna run the whole school program what would you what would you start to implement and things like that i'd be very uh, curious a lot more i would take like we okay Macbeth and shakespeare are great but like a little outdated a little outdated you know these students have experienced and lived through things that I don't really think sit down and read Macbeth is really going to... And Shakespeare is sad as fuck. Is going to really, Juliet, you I know, I think things need to be modern. I think that we need to, like, there's definitely ways to engage them, get them to read, write. But I also think that they need to have a lot more choice. They need to have a lot more, you know, options Yeah. to try their interests. 
mm-hmm. you know, giving them math and si- math and English three times a day so that they can pass a test. Yeah. Do you what? think the standardized testing is crushing the system too? It's it's terrible. It's terrible because yeah. like every teacher is judged on it. Oh really? Yeah. And it's like you. It's like all we hear. Get these test scores. Get these test scores. You know. So it's like that's all everyone cares about. You better have good test scores. We need good test scores, you know. Now, do you need good test scores to get more funding from the government or? Something. And it's like a money game. But is it really, you know, when these, I don't know, it's a money game. But, like, is it worth, because at the end of the day, your teachers are getting paid. Sure. Your administrators are getting paid. So by dangling the money, who is suffering? Yeah. The kids. Yep. Is that fair? No, not at all. You know, like, I just don't understand. Like, other countries are doing it better. And, like, and we, we, haven't figured it out yet. And we can't seem to figure it out. And I just think that, like... Well, I think a lot of it's political. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that you mentioned that before, but, it like... It is political. And it's, like, it shouldn't be because it's, like, this is the future. Mm-hmm. And, like, we need to do better because the kids only care about... They're not interested in school. Mm-hmm. They don't see the purpose in it. And it never was like that. Yeah. They don't see the purpose. They don't have any desire to want to excel and go forward. Sure. The majority. Do teachers still ask kids, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Is that still a common question? Yeah, and you get, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a basketball player. And the school's not doing anything to help them. But we all can't be a baseball player. (laughs) We're all not going to be a basketball player. Uh, You you know, it's like, you're 15 and you're telling me you want to be a baseball player. Okay, are you on a team now? No. Yeah, well, that's probably... <laughs> okay, well, um, you, gotta, you don't even have a baseball team. So what what happens if you get injured playing? Uh-huh. We'll, we'll say that, okay, so we'll say that you're okay at playing baseball. And what if you get injured? What's your plan B? Yep. Yeah, is there a plan B? Is there a plan B? You know, they haven't thought. Like, nobody is encouraging them to, like... Think. Think. And it's like, hmm. Severely so, you know, damaging to yeah, so, you know, children. Yeah, we just have... I think we have to just do better. I think we need to just really inspire our kids to to do what you want, but like give them, I don't know, give them the the tools. The tools, yeah, yeah. the tools, or at least give them a realistic idea. Right. You know, I you think know? a lot of it is unreal, like unrealistic <laughs> it's like ideas. You of, be a chef. All right, here's here's a cooking class. Here's some, you know, here's some uh-huh. websites. Here's some, you know, things. That's 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 the other thing that drives me nuts is like even even people you know my age and. and you know your age and stuff like that is you know it goes back to like those those teachers like oh i want to do this well what have you done today to get one step closer tomorrow to get there nothing how bad do you really want it then i talk about that all the time on this podcast it's like you know how bad do you want it like i quit my job yeah me too to show everybody how serious i was about starting my own company because if i didn't then they'd be like oh it's your side hustle it's not that important to you like no this is so important to me that I'm willing to cut off my my income to yes. show you how committed I am to this. And there's really no, like, turning around. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, kids are very, very, very susceptible to everything. And they're on these phones. They're on these devices. Let's make them a more positive. You know, mm-hmm. everyone sees them as a negative. Yep. But if, if I – I don't have kids. But if my kid was on their phone – all the time. Oh, what are you doing on that phone? Oh, you're 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 on a class. Yep. <laughs> you're watching yep. videos to learn something. Great. Yep. 
Okay. You know, social media is great, but you got to be so careful with it is because people spend so much time on it. Like, right. oh my so God. It's like, I would rather my kid, like, it's the highlight reel. He's studying a class yeah. than on Snapchat. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, oh, look at this person. This person gets to do this. This person gets to do this. What does that person actually do because that they get to do this? Right. Oh, they're a financial advisor or they are a stock trader or this. Right. Well, why don't you learn how to do what they're doing so you can live that lifestyle? Exactly. You know, I see. mean, I work with social media influencers all the time as a photographer. Sure. And they're like, yeah, our writing skills have to be good because we have to post things. Yep. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, and I would tell the kids, like, you can't just be a popular YouTube influencer if you can't speak and write well. Yep. I'm like, so if you want to go that route, great. But let's work on those but, writing yeah, skills. But now here's why you need to this. To be able to speak clearly and you need to be able to present yourself in writing and you yep. need to have good grammar and you need to write well. Because you can't have these posts that are like slang and like, you yep. know, not written well and you're not going to be a famous rapper so that's sorry that's out of the question right but if you want to have makeup tutorials great but let's just tweak your writing so yep. that people want to follow you and that your things are clear yep and that's a great goal you want to do that great yeah. but you know you do need to have the basic skills yeah 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 there's there's definitely a level of of basic skills and that's why i think that high school is very important yeah. although they should you know especially middle school i think middle school is like the most important and then those first two years of high school, like ninth, tenth grade, eleventh, twelfth, oh. I feel like are like I don't want to say useless, but you should already have your path. Exactly. Like you already, your feet should already be planted. You should already know or how to study. Kind of figure, like thinking about different things. <laughs> I shouldn't like, have to tell you <clears throat> when I was teaching my juniors. I shouldn't have to tell you to come in and take out a notebook and a pencil. Yeah, you should know that. You should know. Yep. <laughs> I would walk in the class and I'd be like. What's up? What are we yeah. doing? And they'd be like, what are we doing today? I'm like, I don't know. Are we planning to learn? Because it doesn't look like it in here. Yeah. I'm like, I already have my objective on the board with the date. Yep. And everything. And everything. Yep. I walk in because someone else is teaching before me in the room. We share it. Oh, wow. So I would come in the room and you're already here. Some of you know, coming in and out classes. Sure. You're just chilling. Your headphones are on. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Is this school? Do you think that there's also a separation between parents and discipline oh, and yeah. their kids? Yeah. I think a lot of uh, – in the city, it was interesting. I mean, they're, Are it's unfortunate. Are kids very entitled? Or yeah. think they're very entitled? Yeah. There was a lot of entitlement, and there was a lot of unfortunate lack of parent involvement. Okay. You know, a lot of, you know, just not around. Yeah. Just not around. Terrible for kids. Yeah, terrible. You know, we <laughs> we joke in my house, you know. Remember when we wanted to play Nintendo and it was like, oh, is your homework done? But yeah, yeah, yeah. that had to be done. Yeah. No, absolutely. It had to be done. Like homework has to come first. You know, yes. it set the tone that like school before video games. I was always video games before school. But like, and we also knew Shows. like, you do not want the school call in that house. No. Nope. This house gets called. You dead. <laughs> you did. You Mama did. gonna whoop your ass. Yeah, you yep. knew it. Like you knew. Yep. Oh, and we yeah. also sat together and had dinner together. That was oh my god! I remember being in class and like the teacher would be like, "Oh, I called your mom by the way," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not going home today." Oh, <laughs> oh shit! So who's gonna adopt yeah, me today? Exactly, because I'm dead. Because I dead. am not going home. And you That's didn't have a cell phone, so it wasn't like your mom could text you and be like, "You're dead when you come home." Like, yeah. You didn't know. Or be like, oh, I had a great conversation with you, teacher. Just so you know, when you get home, you're fucked. Because, like, I would call on my lunch, and then the parents would text their kids. So then, if I had, like, a seventh or eighth period class after lunch, 
If they you're a teacher listening to this, by the way, if you tell your goddamn children that you <laughs> called the called their parents in the beginning of the day, you're an asshole. I wouldn't tell the kids. The parents would text their kid. When the kid's not even supposed to have their phone in school, the parent would text the kid yeah. and be like, your teacher called the house. And then I would have a later class, and then they'd be like, you called my house? And I would be like a deer in headlights. And I'd be like, oh, well, uh... Uh, like, thank you, parent, for ruining the rest of my day. Yep, yep. Because he'd be like, well, you already called my house, so I guess I could just act up because you already called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in the shit, so right, like, I'm ar- like, what are what you going to do? Gonna call again? Gonna call again? <laughs> and I'd be Bitch, like, I'll call tomorrow and lie. <laughs> I was uh, like, well, thank you, parent, for that excellent parenting skill. Oh, my God. Thank you for so calling. Funny. The one thing, though, too, that I realized in schools, at least this this literally happened this morning, so I'm sitting there making cookie after cookie after cookie for my clients and spirits right yes yeah trying <laughs> as my spirit dwindles down because i don't make i don't know how to size cookies correctly my banking my baking skills cooking skills are on point oh. my sizing and portion skills are not so much obviously i'm a fluffy fella so <laughs> like these cookies i made originally like they're like literally a size of golf balls and they're like they open up to like this big and oh. i'm like I'm like, what the shit? So now I'm like trying to resize them and resize them and resize them to get them all like the right size so they're like, you know, a decent size. That's cookie. a nice gift though. And uh, yeah, I wanted to make like homemade cookies because nobody takes the time to like make homemade shit anymore. That's good. So um, I'm making this and now my little brother has, my little brother's got to be, going to be goddamn famous because I talk about him all the time on this podcast, but he wants to be in the NBA. He's 14 years old. He of definitely, course. definitely skilled enough to be in the NBA. Okay. He so he's a, on a team. Yeah, so he's actually on a team. That's good. Shitload of basketball. Oh, he actually plays basketball. He's vertically inclined. He's already he's, taller than me. He's okay. like five foot 10. Oh, uh, I so, can't play basketball. Yeah. I am not vertically inclined. So, you know, now there's, there's an issue. There's a. There is a concert going on at the school for band, and there's also a basketball game tonight. Uh-oh. And the basketball game is not at the school. It's in Shore Wedding River, which is like 25 minutes away. So... Conflicts. This young lad cannot drive himself <laughs> to and from schools, and nobody is around. Oh, to- he's in both activities. Yeah. Oh, that's so, very nice. So Well-rounded. Now, yes. Well-rounded young lad. So now the, t- the music teacher is like, well... If he plays tonight, he gets the 30 points. Otherwise, he just has to sit down in front of me and play all the songs that we were playing the concert to show that he knows how to play all the songs. So he can't go to the basketball game. He just needs to sit down with me. Now, my mom is like, oh, my God, he doesn't practice at all. Like, he could, like, I used to just, like, pretend like I didn't know what I was doing and, like, wouldn't even let the string, like, I used to play the violin, wouldn't even let the strings touch the violin to get my points. But I never had conflicts. So now he's got conflicts, and the coach wants him to obviously be at the game. The Such music a nice teacher school having activities. Yes, and the and the <laughs> All uh, these music teacher wants him to be in the concert. So my mom's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, Suburb. Why problems. don't you? Ju- yeah. Why don't you just give him the option? And she's like, Well, he doesn't have an option. I'm like, What do you mean he doesn't have an option? He can go play all the songs in front of the music teacher and go play basketball, or he can he could go to the concert and get the thirty points and not play basketball. That is literally the option. She's like, no, there's no option. I'm like, let the poor kid make his own decisions. If you never let the kid fail, he's never going to understand what failure is. No, kids today, they don't want kids to fail. Every kid has to get an award. Oh, my God. Kids aren't allowed to fail. Kids can't, like, what about all the parents that don't let their kids take the test because my kid can't take a hard test? Like, I don't agree with what the tests stand for, but, like, kids should be subjected to things that are hard. In life, things are going to be hard. 
Things are never easy in life. Things are never easy. So if we take away all the hard things, what's going to happen when something is hard for your kid? They're going to have a meltdown. Right. And they're going to say, Mom. And they're going to be like 40. Living out of their, <laughs> living out of their parents' be- bedroom. Being like, Mom, write me a note. Yep. It's uh, it's yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad just because like I, I see it all the time. Not oh, that I yeah. have too much interaction with like, you know, obviously. With your a, you young know, lad. Yeah. But like, you know, and I'm not dealing with all these parents, but they're like, you know, oh my God, my kid needs to get an award. Like they need to do this. They need to do this. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, why don't you let this kid get bored? Like, no. oh my God, God forbid he doesn't do anything one night. I'm like, first of all, you're running around Long Island like a chicken without a head. And I'm not speaking uh. on just on my mom's behalf, but like all these parents are lunatics when it comes to this. They got to be here. They got to be here. They got to be here. These parents do more shit than most fucking millionaires do. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. the parents are, are shelling out all this money. The kid is literally on the go all the time. And finally, when the kid is home, he can now play video games. He actually literally will never get bored because he's just go, 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 oh, go, yeah. go, 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 go. They're involved. They're involved. The moment when that kid actually does get bored and does not know how to occupy his life is when that kid is probably going to be a problem. It's going to freak out. Because he's going to freak out. Now, because he doesn't know what to do, is you know, do I do? this is, and this might sound crazy, but this is like when people have those like mental breakdowns. Oh my God, I don't have friends. I don't have this. I don't have this. Because <laughs> you were never given the opportunity to not do anything. Maybe he'll make up an imaginary friend. You know, oh my God, my friends aren't around. They're at, they're at sports that I could be at or that, you know, fear, FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, I'm like. I know all about the FOMO. Yo, relax. I think like, my friend in camp actually made it up herself, but she didn't call it FOMO. It was FOMS. Fear of missing something. Oh, FOMS. I like I like FOMS. Yeah, like that FOMS I think is better. But Fom- and then all of a sudden FOMO came out and I was yep. like, you know, I think my friend in camp really just FOMS was her thing. Big and, fan of FOMS. And she didn't get the credit and now FOMO's everywhere. I, I just it it makes I just I can't you know, and I was and I was one of those kids that was like go, 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 go too. But like thank God it wasn't like I wasn't on a travel team. I wasn't like on all <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, <coughs> because... everything is competitive now. Like my friends' kids. Like I went to dance. Like me and my friends went to dance school. But sure. like now, dance school is like competitive. Like you have to be in the competitive dance class. Yep. Like you can't just go to dance and take your little dance lessons and have a recital. I remember Pine now Car you're, Derby. You're I'm sure like... you know what Pine Car Derby is. Yeah, of as course. A, as a Cub Scout and like. Yeah, my brother had that. I remember not getting anything for years. Mm-hmm. Or like you get like. The the trophy that the participation trophy. Cub Scouts is not the same. Not anymore. Because my brother was in Cub Scouts, and I remember my him and my dad doing like Cub Scout events. And you know where these events took place? In the fucking woods. Yep. Okay. I was hired to shoot a as a photographer, a Cub Scout event, and you know where that took place? In a country club. Yep. What? Yeah. What? Must be nice. Cub Scout event. In a place country club. in a country club. It was like a brunch. Yep. And they got all these awards and things. Thousands and, and thousands and thousands like, of dollars. Second. Yep. You're telling me that the Cub Scout little award thing is in a country club. My brother and my dad were like in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, the award ceremonies I agree with. But like. I was like, what kind of event is this? I've seen, you know, and I'm a former Eagle Scout, or I guess once in a And they had Eagle some kind of it. camp out in that aquarium. That's where they camped out, in the aquarium. Oh, like, the riverbed? Yeah, what happened to sleeping in the woods? I've heard of campouts happening in people's backyards because they're like, oh, in case the kids want to come inside, they can come inside. I'm like, what? 
Why don't you scare the shit out of the kids and put them in a goddamn thunderstorm? Yeah, that'll what? like Wait, I don't know. So now we can't up. get scared. Here's the man switch. Them. Let's flick that in fucker. In case they to, get scared, uh, come back in the house where there's uh, all the comforts of home. Soft. Good yeah. Soft. What happens in the real world when you get scared? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's mom, your mom now, yeah. bitch? I know. I know. <laughs> it's oh god. Mm. I'm gonna have to go over those Cub Scout bylaws. Make some changes. It's like, what are you teaching these kids? <laughs> well, so now I've even heard things of like, uh, now it's now it's not even called Boy Scouts anymore. It's Scouts. I don't think. I don't think. Oh wait, we're not allowed to label. Yep, not there's, allowed to label. But even though there's Girl Scouts. Yeah. It's just Scouts. You know. Because we. Uh, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Not to get political. No. Huge right wing guy, but it's just so funny. He got a question. I was watching a video and he gets a question. She's like, I don't understand why. Girls aren't allowed in Boy Scouts. Like, where does it say anywhere in there that they can't be in there? Girl Scouts. And he goes, I don't know. Let's check the name. Boy Scouts. He goes, and you guys have Girl Scouts. And I was like. Yeah, what's wrong? I'm like, what do we go? People really just. But then, you know, people are just really getting into this because then I was reading. um, Did you have to deal with this kind of stuff in school? Yes. It started in high schools because on the college application, it's. You have to select the gender. In on your college application when you apply to college. Sure. So there are some students that say that this doesn't. This, I can't choose. So they can't choose. Right. The students say they can't choose. Right, because the college applications only say male and female. Damn. Right. So. But now our college applications changing to. They are starting to. Okay. So we had to have a lot of meetings about this and, you know. Now, how did you guys, did, was there like training for you there guys? There were some trainings and like different did they pronouns. Help? I mean, if you write, whatever name you write on your paper, like, I'll, I'll call you that name. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call you that. Yeah. I'm not going to question you. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, Julie. Hey, yeah, Sue. Okay. Whatever. That's whatever you want to be called. I will call you that. I'm not going to question that. Sure. Whatever you want. We don't need to have a conversation about it. But if you write the name Joe Smith, I'm gonna call you that. Sure. You know, I'm not. I told them, I will call you a name. I'm not gonna call you a street name. Sure. But like, if you are gonna give me an actual name. Sure. Then I will call you that. And sure. That's fine. Like, I don't need. Did even anybody have, have like any crazy names like Squirrel? I can't believe you said that name. I can't believe you said Why, Squirrel. That, yeah. That's like my friend's like name. Squ- my friend like Real goes name? by Squirrel. Like, he's like uh, he's like Squirrel. That's really funny. Oh and he God. has a podcast. That's crazy. S- sensing I'm going to link these two podcasts together. I'm sensing it. That's crazy. Um, but the children, <laughs> um, yeah, they would just be like, call me like Chi-Chi. I'm like, I'm not calling you that. Like, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> you, no. Not I'm happening. like, um, your name is Jenna. I'll call you Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, if your name is Jennifer, I'll, I'll call you Jen. Sure. But I'm not gonna, you know, call you like your your street name. Yeah, Chi 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 Chi. You know. Oh my God. You know, like Brooklyn Bariqua. Like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Bariqua. Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted to be called Brooklyn. Yeah. That's not that bad. But um. Brooklyn's easier to say. Brooklyn is easier to say, but uh, I would just call them their regular names. You ever see the Key and Peele episode? Oh, of course. <laughs> a- Aaron. <laughs> Jay Quellen. Jay Quellen. Someone gives me some O'Shag. silly ass name. I'm gonna break my foot off in your ass. Take oh, your yeah. ass down to O'Shag Hedish's office. Hell yeah, D nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Being nice. Did that go viral in your school when oh, that yeah. came out? Oh, my God. They were like, why do you think this is funny? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, I don't think that's funny, A-A-Ron. Hey, like, Aaron. Why, why, why do you ask, Aaron? I was like, why is that funny? I was like, I don't find any humor in this. <laughs> I don't find any humor in anything, actually. I was like, I work here, so there's no humor in any of my life. Oh, God, that's so <laughs> sad. But now you're a photographer. Yes, yes. Sometimes I would say, today's lesson is, which photo do you think I should enter in the contest? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they knew. They knew. I was like, I was like, just put your papers on your desk, look busy, and then look at this. <laughs> then look at this. Uh, yeah. So we're we're coming to the end of the podcast here, but like I do want to talk more about photography. So what got yeah. you into inspired into photography? What made you say, "Hey, fuck it, I'm just gonna go out and do photography"? Like, what was that process like? Um, I just the feeling that I just get this feeling when I shoot people's photos and just I do really well with capturing like the candid moments and when people are just like wow or giving me these props and are so happy and are just like thank you so much for capturing this moment of my life or this scene or this landscape it brings me like to this this feeling sure. and my other job was just not doing that you know and I was doing these jobs on the weekends or my nights and I'm like, this brings me so happy. Mm. And then I was at my other job, and I was like, this doesn't make me happy at all. Yeah. I'm like, and this job is paying for this job. I'm like, why do I have to pay for my job? Yeah. So I just really was like, I think I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, like some, you know, things obviously had, had transpired, and I was just like, I'm going to, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, was uh, the school like blown away when you were like, hey, I'm. Yeah, I don't think they expected it. You know, my my principal was speaking with me and I was just like, so, um, today's going to be my last day. Oh, you didn't even give me a notice. Literally, no. She was like, what? And I was like, yes, I will be leaving effective now. Damn. And that was that. That was that. It was about, about like a year ago. Damn. Yeah. One year, done, one year later, how's it going so far? Amazing. Amazing. Happier? Oh, yeah. It was such a happy, happy year. That's good. Yeah. Very um, important. Really important. So it was like a scary like couple months of like what to do, what to do. Sure. And you don't really just like, I stopped, but like you don't just like, you know, there's obviously like things to figure out, but like sure. I just didn't go back there. Yeah, you know, when I, I <laughs> makes total sense. Yeah, you know, and I uh, was able to work it out, so I, I worked it out. Damn, that's interesting. That's I'm, crazy. I have a really supportive um, family. I have a really supportive family. Uh, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, um, my friends are amazing, and my family is is pretty stellar. So, um, I was able to, you know, cry a little bit. You know, <laughs> we all sure. cry a little bit. You know, um, and just kind of pick it up. You and can't. as a business owner, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's, it's bad. bad. You know, so you kind of have to always have a little bit tucked away for, yeah. for when it's bad. It's bad. Um, and you always have to be like 10 steps ahead. Yes. You got to be 10 steps ahead at yep. all times. You know, um, I knew that winter would be coming and things would be maybe a little slow. So I've set myself up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, very important. Definitely important. Um, no, it's crazy. A year later, so you're you're almost in track with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the you, our vibes just crossed. Yeah, 
it's uh and i think like a, i'm realizing that like at the year mark and and i don't know if you feel the same way but like at a year mark you're like one you're kind of like <laughs> yeah you're like <laughs> You're exactly right. You're like, pulled off a year. I'll, yeah, I'll like, be wow. I'll be a year officially at like the end of February, early March. Okay. Um, okay. But like I'm like getting there and I'm like Ooh, Yeah. One. Two, it's like, okay, I haven't had a boss for a year. Holy shit. Like Yeah. I haven't had to rely on somebody else for a paycheck in one year. Like And you're able to provide for yourself. Yeah, like you're, yep. you're not homeless. Yep. Yep. You know, you're not starving. Yep. Um, you know? There's that, and then there's like I feel like at least after the year now I'm kind of like now I'm figuring everything out. Yeah, things um like I definitely when I first left thought one way, I thought things were gonna go in one direction, and they absolutely did not. Everybody always thinks they're gonna be a millionaire right when they start their own business. I didn't even know if it was gonna necessarily <laughs> like I didn't know if I was just gonna like do this in the meantime until I oh and then I was gonna like teach or be an administrator on the island and then. I was just going to kind of kill time with it. And then sure. it kind of just took on a mind of its own. And it just sure. was like, wow, this is amazing. Yep. And then I just kept getting hired and getting hired. And I was all right, this is. This and the is- craziest part is, too, like at any moment, you could literally just cut it all off. You could be like, nope, done. See you later. I'll go to I'll do something different. Like yeah. That's the other crazy part, like that people don't understand, especially people that like don't own their own businesses or don't even have a side hustle. Like I could literally go to work tomorrow and say, Hey, by the way, I'm not invoicing you for this month. I'm closing, you know, our communications basically done other than French. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, like not saying that you're gonna, no. but like there's like, there's always that option. Like you can just say like, I'm done or, Oh, I'm leaving or I'm going to go do this. Like that total l- real total oh, freedom. Yeah. And I could literally do it anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cold here in the winter, so if I want to go to Florida and, and do some... 2020. Do some real estate. See you later, Long Island. Yeah? I'm out of here. You're out in 2020? Yeah. Yeah, I'll end up coming back okay. a, a good bit for work and stuff like that, but 2020 is the goal of leaving Long Island. I just, yeah, it's... You know, I, I moved here... Anymore. Yeah, I moved here in February from the city. Okay. But just as like a stopping point because sure. I was able to seek shelter... <laughs> with the fam um save money and uh not rent anymore sure look sure. to purchase so i don't really know where i want to buy something sure. yet but sure. uh definitely warm and i do some work with uh like uh golf and stuff oh nice in, in the west palm area sure so i'll be in the west palm area for february and march oh uh, very nice yeah very nice yeah i know <laughs> poor baby yeah <laughs> poor baby you gotta, fl- you gotta flee the cold uh, you know you gotta I, flee the cold. I have friends that are like dude i love the cold man white gold when they plow and like dude and i'm like dude uh, if i didn't have to see an ounce of snow again i would literally never i, can't, I would, it's I would be to work. i would like, die happy photography life like if you don't have those perfect conditions, like you can't work. Yeah. So I just gotta, you know, go down, work, and then I can come back here when like the season is like better. Yeah. Because like even my realtors, like, I can't photograph a house when it's like snowing outside. Yeah. Because the light is bad. Yeah, and then there's only so much indoor photography you can do, and then there's a ton of competition oh. because you're fighting with oh, major brands, you're fighting with local people, you're fighting with uh. literally people that do it out of their basement who have like a small studio set up. Yeah, like, and like that's not really like my jam. So it's like you know the holiday photos I just basically do for people as a nice favor. Yeah. But those they're just they're a favor, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but travel and stuff. So people send me everywhere. So it's like you know. 
We just crushed an hour and a half. Beautiful. Do you uh, do you want to share your uh, your website and your Instagram or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Elise Margolin Photography can be found at uh, com or Instagram. Uh, it's e underscore margolin underscore photos. The underscore kind of gets in there, but. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. If you look uh, E. Margolin photos on Instagram, it'll come right up. You can also Google it. And uh, if you Google Elise Margolin photography, sure. I think you see my award winning photos as the 2018 number one photographer in the country. Oh, wow. That's pretty. That's huge. A, big, a big accomplishment. Yeah. Huge. Crushed it. Uh, won the uh, contest about 25 times this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, wow. One. Did I did it? not know that. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. Uh, That's good on someone else's computer other than mine. Uh, let's see. Third? Is it third or fourth down? Uh, I have Elise Margol on Facebook, Instagram, Yelp, iPhone Photo Awards. That's it. Click that. Oh, okay. Okay. Halfway F- down the fourth, page. Fourth, yeah. Fourth hit. Okay, not bad. Hey, no, it's still not bad at all. Okay. Holy shit. Oh. The bridge and the water. God Damn, this is taken on an iPhone? No, that's oh. my Canon, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, that's just like, yeah, that's the name of their company, but oh, I don't, so everyone thinks it's iPhone, but I am the number one on there. If wow. you go halfway down the page, you can definitely see it. Holy there Jesus, you, you do some good work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful shot. All of it, I mean, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Killing it. I Killing love it. it. Yeah. That's wild. Landscapes and travel are like, that's my, that's my dream. That's the jam. I yeah. love it. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, so it is the fourth hit. So if you do Google Elise Margolin. You got to go down for iPhone Photo Awards.net. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Elise. Thanks Thank so much so for hanging much. out with me. Appreciate it. This was it. a great time. Thank you so much. Glad that you could uh, stop by and check it out. And uh, Everyone should. It's I awesome. Can't wait to have you on the next show. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. Please smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. You can go support the show on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash, I think it's Harrison Barron or forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. But if you go to brutallyhonestpodcast.com, on there you can go there, click support, and you could donate anywhere between a dollar and two dollars uh, per month to help support the show. Um. Our sponsors for the show, Dream Dance Fitness, dreamdancefitness.com. They're located over on East Meadow, Long Island, New York. And if you're looking to get in shape, you're looking to get toned, you're looking... Um, they do guys too, by the way, if not just chicks. But they got aerial hoops, they got Zumba, yoga, sculpting, uh, you know, dance fusion, chair- chairography. That's a new thing I've never heard of. Uh, but dancing on a chair, ballet bar... Um, all these different things to help you get in shape and feel good about your body. And these classes are intense. Um, if you haven't seen what they do, go check them out at dreamdancefitness.com. They just got their new website. I absolutely love it. They have packages. If you want to just pop in once, you want to come regularly, um, they kill it. Michelle and, and, uh, Natasha are just some of my favorite people. Um, and they have a whole bunch of instructors that are always teaching new things. 
which I love. I love that it's not just the same people over and over again. It's there's so much um, diversity in there, and there's so many new people that you know you can go check out everything. Um, they have per class packages. They have uh, you know group packages. They have uh, you know hey, I just want to sign up and do everything I can in a month. Great, they have that too. And if you say I need to get you know New Year's resolutions are probably faded out at this point, but for one set price, you can go as many times as you want throughout the year. That's on their website as well. If you're in the area, their address is 386 East East Meadow Avenue, East Meadow, New York, 11554. Info at is their email. But go check them out if you're uh, looking to get, get in shape and do some, uh, some crazy cool stuff in that regard. And last but not least, our friends over at Agile Dragon Consulting. So... I spoke about it in the beginning of the show, and it's probably something that I'm going to have to say a couple times because it's tough to wrap your head around it, but businesses collect data. Uh, if you're not in business and you just think about your personal life, there's always a ton of data going on. So what does Agile Dragon Consulting do? It helps your business organize your data and make it work for you. It's as simple as that. They're going to help put in uh, different processes and things like that and implement software to utilize all the data. The business is Business, the business world is always changing constantly. So why not have your data work as hard as it? You know, you've worked so hard to get all the data. Why not have it work for you? Well, they're going to help you do that. They're going to help you leverage it. They're going to help you. They're going to help you make better decisions in your business and offer either. You know, it'll give you the ability to start to maneuver your business in a more effective manner to grow it. So um, it's so funny because I have like dancing to like really serious data stuff but that's what they really focus on they they really do an amazing job in what they do and and getting your data to work for you and leveraging it to its fullest ability is the way of the future um for anyone that doesn't know a little side note um there's all these different things data warehouses data lakes and all this kind of stuff um google has uh, all these major companies have them and even not so major companies have them well they got to do something with the data and agile dragon consulting is the way to go that's a-g-i-l-e dragon consulting.com and they're going to help you utilize all that data worst comes to worst you find out if you don't need your data organized or anything like that but it's, it never hurts and that's it guys that's all i got for you guys today if you've made it this far smash that subscribe button i appreciate the heck out of you patreon.com instagram harrison underscore baron and that's pretty much it guys thank you so much I wouldn't be here without you guys. I really do genuinely mean that. And you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out.